We begin today the Gemara on the bottom of Davav Amit Beis, Oma Rabba Barbachana. Two lines from the bottom of the Amit. The Gemara here brought up the story of Pelegesh Begiva, which all happened because of this husband that was too makbid. He got very angry at his wife and she fled. And that, after that, the whole terrible story developed. So in connection to this, the Gemara brings another statement of how a person should be careful. This that the Mishnah says, this is a Mishnah Mesech Shabbos. There are three things that a person has to ask or remind his family or his wife on Friday afternoon, right before Shkia. Did you take Maisris from the fruits, from the produce, so we can eat tomorrow? Did you make the Eidov? This is an Eidov Chatzedes. If you have a few houses in the same courtyard to be allowed to carry in and out into the courtyard. And Hadliku Esaneres. To make sure to light Shabbos candles before Shkia. Right? We're on the you got, you got You got a marker there, so that's good. Hadliku Esaneres. So these three things that you have to say, Tzarech Lememrinu Benichese. It has to be said calmly. If a person is going to say this with all the, with all the special ed of Shabbos tension and nervousness, so then it's, it's uh, you only, you might get a response which is not even true, you cause uh, people to get angry, it's, it's, so you should say it calmly. So your words should be accepted. Ravashi says, I did not hear what Rabbi Barbachana said, that it has to be said calmly. But I did so on my own, with my own understanding that this is the right thing. What is he adding? So Rabbi Barbachan also said this, Miswara. He didn't say, he didn't bring any source from any Pusik for this. Certain things you have to do, not only because someone else tells you to do so, but you have to understand on your own that this is, this is, a, this is appropriate behavior. So you're saying it, that this is, do this because you understand that to be a mensch and to speak this way is the right thing. A person should never throw extra fear or be intimidating in his house. There was a great person and he did throw this fear upon the people in his home. And then what happened was and they ended up giving him something that's very, that's Osir. The Gemara will soon say what this is. Because they were afraid of him. Umanu, who, was, who is this? That they ended up giving him something that's not kosher to eat? Rabchanina ben Gamliel. They gave him to eat something that's not kosher. Is it possible that because of this, he ended up eating something not kosher? When it comes even to the animals that are owned by a tzaddik. The does not bring that the animal should stumble upon something that's not allowed. Tzaddikim atzmam. Most definitely, the tzaddikim themselves, the Ebesha doesn't allow them to stumble on something. So how could it be that he stumbled and he ate something that's not kosher? Says the Gemara, Elo bikshu They were almost going to give him to eat something which is not uh, kosher. Now what's this expression of dovagodl, or my nihu? What's this big iser? Ever menachai. They were going to give him to eat something from Ever menachai. So Rashi said, what happened was, they had... The, the meat that they prepared that was shechted and the, the piece that they were going to serve him got lost. So they were afraid of his, of his, of his anger and so they were so afraid of him so they were prepared uh, to give him to eat instead. So he almost ended up eating this but he didn't because the Ebishter is not machshul, doesn't allow that this should happen to a tzaddik. Teisvis there's a famous shit of Teisvis about this 
that says that this, that the Ebesh is not machshal atzadik, is only regarding the Isser of Achila, when it comes to the Isser of eating something. Other types of Isurim that are not Achila, that, that could happen even to atzadik. And the Rebbe once spoke about it, that Alter Rebbe said in Tanya, that when you eat something, Ignasa, Dama, Basa, Kipsari, it mamish becomes part of the flesh and the blood of the person. So then it's mamish a gnai, it's, 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 it's a despicable thing that this Isra becomes a part of your being. But other Yisurim, not necessarily. But Rashi and other Yishayim disagree. They say that no, this Inya that the Ebesh is not Mashla Tzalek is not only by Isra of Achila, it's by any, any Isra. The Ebesh does not allow Tzalek to be Nikhshal. Zokta Gemara Vaiter. Mar Ukve, or Sholachle, that is, Sholachle, Mar Ukve, Lerabba Lozar. Mar Ukve sent to ask a question from Rabbi Lozar. Now, this is an unrelated subject. The only reason it's being brought up over here is because before we brought, if you remember, the halacha, that when you write a Pasik, or at least three or four words from Tanakh, you have to first etch in the lines. You have to do Sirtut in order to write it nice and straight. So over here, in this story, also he was writing a Pasik and he had to do the Sirtut, so that's what the is bringing this here. There are people that are standing up against me. They're antagonizing me. They're bothering me. And I have the option to give them over to the government, to get them out of my way by, by getting, getting the police on their case. What, what should I do? Am I allowed to do this? And he, he wrote him the following posik. Amarti I say that I, I guard my ways mechatoi from to sin from to sin with my with my tongue and I keep to my mouth a, a muzzle I close my mouth even if there's a Russia that's standing up against me so even if there's a Russia standing up against you you should muzzle your mouth you should not inform on him to the government but eventually he sends back to ask again, because this was really getting to him, I have tremendous pain, and this was stopping him of learning. I cannot handle this. So that was his main question, as the Mepharshim may explain. The fact that they were antagonizing him, okay, so you have to learn how to ignore it or handle it, but his problem was that they were getting him to the point that he, they were disturbing him from learning. So he has, to, he has a chiv to learn tight, and he can't. So he still sent him back, and here he sent him a different pasuk, and he wrote, "Daim Lashem Be quiet to the Eibishter and v'hischayloloi. What does v'hischayloloi mean? So he touched him, that it means Daim Lashem. Be quiet to the Eibishter. V'hu yapileim lacho chalolim chalolim. The Eibishter will have them fall to you like people that that are slain, that that die, and the Eibishter will take care of the matter for you. So here, the Gemara does not say that he was misartit, that he, that he etched a line when he wrote this Pasik. So it could be that he wrote it on the same page that he wrote it before. So from here you see, I mentioned before this point yesterday, that this halacha of sirtut, when you're writing these psukim, is only on the top line. You have to make one sirtut, one top. You don't have to make a sirtut in every single line, like by the mezuzah, where you have to make it, or the sefetere today, that you make it on every single line. Okay, so this is what he answered him back. And he said to him as follows, Wake up early and learn Taita. Go to sleep late at night and learn extra Taita. And they will, on their own, they will, David will get rid of them. This matter came out from the mouth of Rabbi Lazar. And Geneva, oh, so now we know who this individual was. Geneva was the one that was arguing and fighting with him. And he was taken out and he was hung. So automatically, the Ebesher took care of the matter for him. As Geneva actually was a Talmud Chacham. 
this Geneva wasn't uh, Stama Amaritz, but at the same time, it was, as we see here, it was a big Baal Machleikis, and he uh, antagonized Mar Ukve, and this was his end. Now the question was sent to Marukve. Zimra Minolandasa. From where do we know that Zimra, which means to sing, Rashi Rashi Taichis, Zimra means to sing, and this is even to sing without musical instruments, in Beis Amishtois, Rashi says, in, in bars, in places where you're drinking wine and so on. So this is not allowed today. This is the source of this Indian, comes from the end of the Gemara and Saita. We learned there the Mishnah that says this idea, the Isr of, of song or music Bismanazah. So from where do we know that Bismanazah it's Asr? Sirtat Vikasavle. So again, he etched a line and he wrote to him the following Pasik. It says, Al Tisma Israel El Gilba Amen. The Yidin should not be joyous in the joy of the nations. So to sing today in the base of Mishtois is not allowed. Frayak the Gemara, why is he bringing this as a source? Why doesn't he bring another Pasik? And this is actually the Pasik that's brought in Saita, Bishir La Yishtiyayan. That singing together with drinking wine is not allowed. That the wine that you drink for the ones that drink it should be yem, should be bitter, should not drink it, and with with song. Answers the Gemara, imahu, because we didn't bring from that pasuk. Because if it was that pasuk, I would think that that's only with a musical instrument. Because in that pasuk there, it mentions a kinner, a harp, avol de puma, but just singing by mouth. Shari, I would think that's allowed. That's why he brought the Pasuk of Altismach Yisrael that says that even to sing is also Asr. So as I mentioned before, Rashivir says that it's based on Mishtois. So from the Shad of the Gemara, it seems like that if it's with musical instruments, that it's not even necessarily in a, in a bar or in a Beis HaMishtah or in a Chasana or something like that. Chlal, it's also to play with musical instruments today. But if it's singing, that's also if it's a Beis HaMishtah. Okay, so, okay, so just to mention the kids again, I spoke about this when we learned this in the end of the Gemara Saita, so you may be wondering, so what's going on? Why, we, why do we have music today and, and singing today? What's the heter for this? Mm-hmm. So some people will tell you maybe there is no heter. There are some Rishanah that are very machmer about this. The Rambam is known to be the one that was very, very machmer about the subject. He held that it's also completely, there's even a tshuva of the Rambam where he writes that it's also to sing and the, the music today altogether. But the hat, the, hat, the hat that there is, is when you're singing songs that are from Sukkim, and it's, it's uh, things that are Ma'orir Yerushamayim, or Shavach Vahidah today, so that's allowed. And the other thing is that if a person needs the music because otherwise he'll be completely depressed, and it's, it's at a fuah for the person to sing, so then you're also allowed to use music and singing. So, so, so today, people will tell you that without music today, people will uh, just lose it. They can't. They, they don't. They, they can't live uh, with sanity without music. So therefore, the, that's the that's the two hatayim that there are. This manasa. Okay. Amalei Rav Huna Bar Nosen Le Ravashi. My Dichsiv. What is the meaning of the pasuk where it says Kina Vidimaina Vaad Oda? These are actually names of of cities in Eretz Yisrael in a pasuk in Yeshua. So what is the meaning of this? Amalei. So Ravashi answers it to him. What do you mean? Masvasa Eretz Yisrael Kachashiv. This is a pasuk that's uh, telling you cities in Eretz Yisrael. Amalei. So Rav Nosen says to him. Otu Anali Adaynad Masvasa Eretz Yisrael Kachashiv. You think I don't know that these are cities in Eretz Yisrael? Ella. He says rather Rav Gvia Me Argiza. Rav Gvia. He came from the place Argiza. So yes, there are names, but he still, he explained the meaning of these names, that there's a message here. What is the message? A person that has an anger on his friend, that's what the name Kina means. And he's quiet. 
There's a reason that, he is, that he's justified to be angry at his friend, but he's still quiet. The Eibishter will do justice for you. The Eibishter will take care of the matter for you. This is sort of in connection to the point that we learned before about Mar Ukva that was antagonized by Geneva, and the Eibishter took care of the matter for him. Amalei. So Ravashi says, okay, you're dashing the, the names of cities in Eretz Yisrael, in the Pasuk of Yeshua. Elamata, there are other names of cities there. It says Tziklog, Madmana, and Sansana, or Sansena. Hachanami, so you also have a drasha for the names of, of these cities? Amalei, so Rav Nasa said, Yihavet Rav Gvir, maybe Argiza Hacha, if Rav Gvir from Argiza was here, have Amma Bataima. He, yes, he would have found the meaning to the names of these cities. Alikmar says, Rav Acham, we be Rav Acham from Chuzo, Amma Bahachi. So he explained the meaning of these cities as follows. Call me Shiyesh Leitzakis Legimal Chaveri, a person that is screaming because of Legimal. Legimal is what you swallow, food, and you're screaming that he's taking away my food and he's taking away my parnasa. You have a tain on your friend. You have a reason to really be angry at him. But Vidaimen, but you're quiet, right? So that's a Yitaichir the Pasik. Tzik Log means he has a Tzaike for the Legimal. And Madmana means he's quiet. Shaykhim Bisne Oisleidin. Sansana refers to the Abishta, which is which dwelled by the Sne. Abishta will make justice for you. This is in connection to we brought before about the music today after the Chorbin, which is Aser. So there's other things that it's not allowed after the Chorbin. Klila minala on the Aser. Klila, this crown that they were made for, for the Chsanim, where they made it from gold or from silver or from, from other materials. How do we know that this is not allowed? So he told him that Midrabonon that the Rabbanon instituted that uh, you should not do this after the Chorban. As we learned in the Mishnah, the end of Saita, it's not in the Mishnah, they says, but Pulmis shall Aspasianus. When the, when the war of Aspasianus, he came to fight with Yidin in Eretz Yisrael, this was about 50 years before the Chorban, Gazru alatoris chasanim, the Chachamim decreed not to use anymore these uh, crowns for the chasanim. And also vala irus. Vala irus is some kind of a bell that has a clapper in it that makes some kind of a sound, some kind of a musical instrument. They were going it as well that this should not be used. This was uh, the conversation that they had over here. Then the Rabbuna explained that Chachamim were going this in that time period. Kom Rabbuna lafnoye. Now, after Rabbuna said this, Rabbuna had to go out, he had to excuse himself, and he left the room. Now, Rav Chista was sitting there. Rav Chista was a student of Rav Hone. So in the presence of Rav Hone, he wouldn't answer and he wouldn't say different than his teacher. But once Rav Hone left, Amalei Rav Chista, Rav Chista says to the Reish Galusa, Kroksiv, we could actually learn this Isser of the Atares, the crown that was made for the Chassam, we could learn from a Pasik. Because it says, Koyam HaShem Alekim Hosera Mitznefes Vaharim HaTorah. To remove the mitznefes, which is the, the, the hat of the Kohen Gadol. Harama Atara, remove the Atara, the crown of the, of the chasm. Zais, loy zais. The model will soon explain what this expression means. Hashfeila, hagboya, what's, again, hashfala, hagbeya, what's low is, is raised up, vahagboya, hishpil, and what's high is lowered down. Okay, the model will soon explain the rest of the Pasik. But the first part of the Pasik, it says, remove the mitznefes of the Kohen Gadol. And remove the crown. What does this mean? What's the connection of the mitznefes of the kohen gadol to a crown? Ella, rather, what this is coming to say is as follows: When we have the base mikdash and you have the kohen gadol that can wear his mitznefes, so then you're allowed to place the crown at the head on the head of all people. The chassan could wear his crown. If the Kohen Gadol can't wear his mitznefes, then it's for atara mirosh kolodam. So then you're not allowed to place the crown on, on, on regular people. 
So you see over here that this is learned from a Pasuk. It's not the Chachamim that were guys of this. Now, Ada Hachi, in between, Ravuna returned into the room, and he saw that they were sitting and discussing, and he heard what Rav Chista said, that he learned it out from this Pasuk. So Ravuna responded and said, that this is an expression of, a, of an oath. I says, I'm 100%, I can tell you, I can guarantee you, that no, it's not learned from this Pasuk, that's not the source, but it was only, it was the Chachamim in that time period that instituted this. Ella, but then he said about what Rav Chista said, Chizda Shemeich, your name is Chista, v'chazda in milech. And your, your words are kind and beautiful. Okay. Now, Ravine, so Rashiv actually explains that uh, that Pasuk where it talks about the crown and the mitznefes, in the Pshat of the Pasuk, it's not referring to the crowns of the chasm, that you don't wear it when there's no mitznefes to the Kohen Gadol. That Pasuk is talking about the crown of the, of the king. The Pasuk is saying that when the Kohen Gadol, by the Chorban, the Kohen Gadol won't wear his mitznefes, and the king won't wear his crown. But nevertheless, he praised Rav Chista for saying this Pshat. Ravine Ashkechele Marbara Ravashi, Ravine encountered Marbara Ravashi, the Gadol Klile Lebrate, he was preparing a beautiful crown for his daughter. He was marrying her off. So he asked him, do you, do you not hold from this drasha that was learned from the Pasik, that there's no mitznefes of the Kohen Gadol, and there's also no crown that you make by a chasana? So he answered him, yes, I know of that Pasik, but the Kohen Gadol, similar to the Kohen Gadol, so this is not allowed for a man, like the Kohen Gadol himself. But regarding the Kala, for her, you are allowed to make the crown. The Gemara goes back to the Pasuk quoted before. My Zois, Loi Zois. What is the Pasuk here saying? This, not this. So this is really a conversation that the, that the Ebishta had regarding what he was, what, what's happening over at the time of the Chorban. So Darish Rav Avireh, Rav Avireh Darshan, Sometimes he would say it in the name of Rav Ami, and sometimes he would say it in the name of Rav Asi. When the Abisha said to Yidin, remove the mitznefes of the Kohen Gadol and remove the crown of the, of the uh, kings. So here the Malachim came to the defense of the Yidin. The master of the universe. Is this deserving for the Yidin? That's the first Zeis that the Pasuk is saying. Zeis, is this deserving for them? The Eden said, And then the Eden got the two crowns. And the Malachim were actually the one that gave the Eden the two crowns. So if the Eden said, How do they deserve now that the Mitznefes and the Atara should be removed from them? So the Eved responded and said, Do they not deserve this? That it should be removed from them? And the continuation of the Pasuk, the Eved explains why. They lowered down what was high, and they raised up what was really low. They brought Atzalem into the Hechel, into the Beis HaMikdash. So therefore they deserved that the Mitznefes should be removed from them. Again, this is something that he would sometimes repeat in the name of either Rav Ami or Rav Asi. What's the meaning of the Pasuk where it says, Koi Omar Hashem, Im Shleimim Rabim, if you're a whole and you're many, and you will cut off and you will pass through the Gaimen. Okay, so there is a simple shot of this Pasik, but here the Gemara Darshan is what this Pasik means as follows. If a person sees that his parnasa, his mezainis that he has, are very exact, he's very, very tight. 
nevertheless, yase mehen tzedakah. You should still give tzedakah. V'kol shekein, indefinitely, you should give tzedakah kishahein merubin. When a person has extra, when a person has plenty. That's the title of the Pasuk here. Rashi says, shleimim. Shleimim means when you just have just the perfect amount that you need and you have nothing extra. Person should still give tzedakah. Then the pasuk continues and says, "V'chein rabim." Rabim means if you have plenty. So negoizu, negoizu means cut off, cut off some of the percent of what you have and give to tzedakah. Now, my v'chein negoizu v'avar. So what does it mean when the pasuk says you cut off and you pass through? What does that mean? You pass through. Tana debe Rabbi Shmuel. So Rabbi Shmuel gave the following analogy: Kolagoizu minachasa. Person that cuts off from his possessions. And he gives tzedakah for this. He's saved from the judgment of Gehenna. And the mashal, the analogy for this is, you have two sheep that are passing through a river. And one of them, the wool was shorn off. And the other one is heavy with all the wool in it. So, Avra. The one that the hair was shorn off is light and it's able to pass through. The one that's heavy is not able to pass through. So, so too, a person gives tzedakah, he becomes lighter. He's able to pass through even tough situations and including dinah shalganah. Then the pasuk there concludes and says, that if the abish there is, will cause you uh, pain and affliction. So what does this mean? Mazutra says, the pasuk is saying, they are filo ani. Even a person that himself is poor and he relies on his parnasa for tzedakah. So the beginning of the pasuk was talking about a person that has the exact amount. He has nothing extra. But even a person that does not have and he has to get from tzedakah, nevertheless, yasa tzedakah. He should give tzedakah. And then the pasuk there concludes, If he gives tzedakah, even in such a tough situation, the Abish will not cause him any pain again. What the pasuk is saying is, Shuv Giving tzedakah in such a situation, the Ebesha won't even show him any sign of poverty. That's the conclusion of the Pasuk. Going back to the Mishnah, the Mishnah said the borders of Eretz Yisrael, which are relevant to know for the halacha, delivering the get from outside Eretz Yisrael, where do you have to say, Befane nichta, befane nechta. So the Mishnah brought Rabbi Yudayimim, Erekem, the Mizrach, on the east of Eretz Yisrael. Rekem is the, is the most furthest, uh, the, the, is the furthest place in Eretz Yisrael, and that's the first city outside of Eretz Yisrael. And then, what did the Mishnah say? Akkoi. This is the main thing the Gemara is going to discuss here, that to the north, Akkoi is the northern city of Eretz Yisrael, and Akkoi is, according to one opinion, is like not part of Eretz Yisrael anymore. Says the Gemara, Lememre, shall we say, the Akkoi, let's find out Eretz Yisrael, Kaima. That Akkoi is the most eastern part of Eretz Yisrael. But how could that be? But Aminu, I'll ask you the following contradiction from a Braise. The Braise says, A person was traveling from Akkoi further out north towards Ksiv. Okay, so now, Akkoi, where was Akkoi in Eretz Yisrael? Akkoi is at the north of Eretz Yisrael, but it's at the eastern, northeastern corner of Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so when you're traveling from Akkoi to Ksiv, so if you, when you're walking and you're facing to, towards north and on the right of the road, Tmeya, that area is going to be Tomei Mishum Eretz because it's outside of Eretz Yisrael. We learned this a few, a few times before. Chachamim Wagaizer, that the land outside of Eretz Yisrael is Tomei. So on your right, which is on the Mizrach, so over there, that's outside of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore also, Upeturim and Amaisr, that area, if you plant there, it's Potter of Maisr, and from Shmita as well, because it's not part of Eretz Yisrael. 
Unless you know specifically that the road curves in in one area, and therefore on the right of the road, it still will be Eretz Yisrael, because the road is not always straight, so in that area it could be part of Eretz Yisrael. Now, on the, the, the left of the, of the road, towards the west, which is further in towards Eretz Yisrael, to the west of the road that you're traveling on, over there, that's part of Eretz Yisrael, so it's tired. And the Chayev is b'maiseh b'shviz. You'll be obligated to give Maiser and the Halach of Shemitah there. That's part of Eretz Yisrael. Achi vod Unless you clearly know that this is an area that the road curves out uh, outward and therefore even on the west of the road, that's not Eretz Yisrael anymore. Now the Braise concludes, Ad heichon. Until where, when you're traveling in this road towards Kziv, from Akai, towards Kziv, do you say that this, this, this strip, this, 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 oh, not strip, sorry, I want to assume going to talk about a strip. This road over here that you're traveling on is part of Eretz Yisrael, at Kziv, until you come to the city of Kziv. Like I said before, you're traveling towards Kziv, until you come to the city of Kziv. Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi, I met. Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi says, no, there was another city. Mishmuel Rabbi, he said in the name of his father, Rabbi Yaisi, Ad Lav Levoi, until you come to the city of Lav Levoi. But the Gemara's question over here is, what do we see? That Akoi is not the most northern city of Eretz Yisrael. When you travel from Akoi and you go further out towards Lav Levoi or towards Ksiv, that's the most northern city of Eretz Yisrael. So how could our Mishnah say that Akoi is the most northern city of Eretz Yisrael and then from there further out, it's already Chutz Laretz? So the Gemara answers, Omar Abaye, Abaye says, nafke. There is a strip of land that comes out of Akai to Kziv. In other words, the main body of Eretz Yisrael, Akai is the northernmost city of Eretz Yisrael, which was by the east-northern corner of Eretz Yisrael. And then there's a strip that comes out that goes towards Kziv. You see over here a picture in the Rashi. So you have over here Akai and then a strip and then Kziv. Okay, I'm not sure where they put Akai in the center of Eretz Yisrael. It, could be, it should be at the corner, but... Okay, whatever, I'm not sure. Okay, but that, uh, according to the answer of the Gemara, it could be at the center, it could be that, that this road that you're traveling on is in this strip. Now, that's what this price was talking about. The road was at the, at the right side of the strip. So therefore, when you go towards the right of this road, so then that's outside of Eretz Yisrael. But left towards this road, that's still in the strip of Eretz Yisrael, so that will be inside of Eretz Yisrael. That's what the Gemara is answering here. Okay, but now the Gemara asks on this, that you're telling me that this Braiseir is discussing this city that comes out with a strip from Eretz Yisrael. When a Tana wants to give the simon of Eretz Yisrael, does the Tana uh, give, is this significant, this little strip that's coming out of Eretz Yisrael, is this something significant for the Tana to discuss and give a simon regarding this strip of land? I mean, the border is never uh, equal. There's always different areas and levels, little strips that can go in and out. Will the Tana discuss this matter, the strip of land that's going out like this? So the Gemara says, in, yes, why not? He wants to tell you the exact uh, area and exactly till where it goes. And, the, and we find this in Apostolic as well. Even in Apostolic we find when it got, wants to give a sign for a location, it also uses a small strip of, uh, of land to give a simon regarding the location of a certain place. Where do we find this? There's a passage that says, We come to celebrate from day from, from many days. And there the passage gives the exact location of where Shiloh was. And the passage describes what are on all the other sides surrounding Shiloh. On, on three directions from Shiloh, the passage explains where Shiloh is. Shiloh was north of Beiskel. 
Mizracha Shemesh Lumisila Oilami Bezkel, but it was it was Mizrach from this pathway that comes out from Bezkel going to Shem. That goes to Shechem, and it was also south of a city called Levina. If you want to see the picture, you have it over here in, in the Rashi. So you see over here where Shila is at the bottom, and it, you see how it's 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 Tzafim from Beiskel, it's Mizrach from this pathway that was going from Beiskel to Shechem, and it's Darim from Levina, which was in the Tzafim. So you see over here, the Pasuk is giving you a simon regarding the location of Shiloi, and what is it using as a simon? A Mesila, this pathway. So, so too the Tana, when it talks about the border and the area of Eretz Yisrael, it also includes, it also talks about the Ritzua. It's also something that the Tana gives a simon to tell you where, to where Eretz Yisrael goes. Well, when Rav Pape, Rav Pape said about this Pasik, that Shiloi was Mizrach of this pathway. Okay, so we see that the, the Pasik gives such a kind of a simon. Going back to the halachas of Eretz Yisrael and uh, the halacha of saying when you deliver a get from outside Eretz Yisrael. So our Mishnah said the borders, but here the Gemara brings very interesting in Braises that speak about the areas in Eretz Yisrael itself. If there's water, if there's, a, if there's a body of water in Eretz Yisrael itself, some kind of river or something like that, what happens if you bring a get from there? In one b'raisa we learn, a person brings a get from a boat. So this is a get that was written on a boat. And at this point, the Gemara thinks that what are we talking about? A river inside Eretz Yisrael. And the get was written on this boat in the river in Eretz Yisrael. I'm not sure exactly where there is rivers in Eretz Yisrael. Huh? Well, well, again? Yeah, there are rivers in Eretz Yisrael. The Yarden, but it's, I guess, um, if, if, if it's, okay, but the, the Yarden, I don't know if that's what it here, it's mashma that it's mamish in Eretz Yisrael, surrounded from all sides in Eretz Yisrael. Yeah. The Yarden is like on the border. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but a Yarden is out, is, 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 is the other side, it's, it's not mamish part of Eretz Yisrael. Okay, depends. Okay, I'll call him. So the Gemara is talking about rivers in Eretz Yisrael, that's at least what the Gemara holds right now. So the Gat is written on this boat, uh, in the water, and the, the husband is sending a shliach to deliver the get into Eretz Yisrael. So the Braise says, So that's like a get that's being brought in Eretz Yisrael. The shliach delivering this get does not have to testify to, to say that the get is kosher. But in another Braise we learned, It's like you brought the get from Chutzlaretz. And Rashi here says, this Braisa holds that the rivers in Eretz Yisrael do not have the Torah of Eretz Yisrael. Of course, the rivers are part of Eretz Yisrael, but as we'll see soon, when it comes to the rivers of Eretz Yisrael, if you plant in a boat that's on, on a river, so then the, what grows in this boat is not going to be high in Trumas and Maestras, because it can't get its nourishment from the ground of Eretz Yisrael. It, it goes through the water, and the water is a hefsik from its nourishment that it gets from the land. So because of that, no Trumas and Maestras will be high in a boat. So therefore, we see that the mitzvahs don't apply in the boat. So if the mitzvahs don't apply in the boat, so so too the takana that Chazal instituted, and they established that outside Eretz Yisrael, you have to say, so regarding this takana as well, we say, it doesn't have tayra sa'aretz. But again, it doesn't mean that it's not part of Eretz Yisrael. It is, but the Loshna of Rashi is, it doesn't have the tayra sa'aretz. That's what it says in another b'raisa. So we have over here these two prices. So Amr Rabbi Yirmiyeh, Rabbi Yirmiyeh said about this, 
Like Kashe, they're not a contradiction. It's two different opinions. Harab Yehuda, Harabonam. One Bray says Rabbi Yehuda, and the other one is Rabbanam. The Tanan, as we learned in the Mishnah, or the Tanya, as we learned in the Bray, says, If you have the earth of Chutz Laaretz that's coming in a boat, that was placed inside a boat, and Laaretz, and it's, it comes and it's now it's in Eretz Yisrael. So, and you plant in it, you plant inside this boat. So the Tanakhama says, you're going to be chayiv in Maisa and Shviz, even though it's growing inside the boat, and it's growing an offer from Chutz Laaretz, but it, it now floated into Eretz Yisrael, and therefore we say that this boat gets its nourishment from the ground. Rashi over here says, we're talking about an earthenware boat. And it doesn't have to have a hole in it, even though you may think that it could only get nourishment if it has a hole in it. But if it's an earthenware boat and it's on water, nevertheless, it gets nourishment from the ground that's below the water. And therefore, what grows inside this boat, the halachas of Trumas and Maestris applies. Amir Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said about this, no, not necessarily. When do I say that Yechayim and Trumas and Maestris? That's only if the boat is touching the ground, if it's in a shallow area, and the bottom of the boat is touching the, the ground. Mm-hmm. If the boat is not touching the ground, potter. So then it doesn't get any nourishment from the ground. The water is a hefsik, and therefore it's going to be potter from Trumas and Maestris. So therefore what the Gemara is basically saying is that the two prices before regarding the boat, before the Bryces were discussing a boat that's not touching the ground. So the Bryces that said that it's Chutz Laaretz, and you, you, you will have to say Bufana Nichta, Bufana Nechtam, is following the opinion of uh, Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says that unless it's touching the ground, it's not Chayv and Trumas and Maises. It doesn't have the Teira of Eretz Yisrael. And the other Bryces is going like the Tanakam that says that even if it's not touching the ground, it, it's Chayv and Trumas and Maises. Abaye says, well, if we have over here the difference in this b'raise here about whether it's touching the ground or not, so then we could say regarding the two b'raises before, both of them are following Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. But like Hashit, there's no question, the b'raise that says that it's like chutz l'aretz is because the boat is not touching the ground, and and the other b'raise that says that it's like Eretz Yisrael is because it is touching the ground. In connection to this, Amr Rav Zayde said another halacha, Otsitz Nokov HaMunach Al-Gabi Yisaydois, if you have a flower pot that's perforated and it's lying on top of pegs, so it's not positioned directly on the ground. If it was positioned directly on the ground, so you plant in it, for sure what grows there is chayv and trumas and mices because it gets its nourishment from, directly from the ground. Here Rashi says we're talking specifically about a flower pot that is made from wood. And that's why it says that it has holes in it. Because if it was made from earthenware, then, then it wouldn't even, uh, even have to have a hole in it. That's Rashi's shit there. There's a long taste of here about this. Taisus says the opposite is true. That dafka, a flower pot of uh, wood, does not have to, hole, have to have a hole, and, uh, and the earthenware does have to have a hole. Okay, there's a discussion in Taisus. Akupanam Rabzadeh says, we're talking here about a flower pot that has a hole in it, but it's elevated off the ground. It's positioned on top of pegs. So there's ear space that's separating between this flower pot and the ground of Eretz Yisrael. So what's the Allah? What grows in this flower pot? Is it chayv and trumas and maestres or not? So Rabbi Zayda said, we, we come to the same achleikis of Rabbi Yudin Rabbanan. So Rashi explains why is it the same achleikis? Just like Rabbi Yudin Rabbanan argued regarding what's growing inside a boat. If you put earth in a boat and you plant it in there. So what's their argument? Do I say that what's growing in the boat, it's like it's positioned on the ground itself. And the water that's in between the gr- ground and the boat is not a half sick. We say that it gets nourishment from the ground and it, it is no half sick. 
So, so too over here, I could say, regarding the air space in between, just like the water is not a half sick, the air space is also not a half sick. That was the uh, Tanakama's opinion. But Rabbi Yehuda says, no, the water is a half sick. So therefore we could say the same thing regarding the air space that's below this flower pot, that it's also a half sick. So it's the same idea, same achleikis. That's what Rabbi Zayda said. On this Rabbi said, not necessarily, could you compare it? Dilme loihi, maybe it's not the same thing. At can like come Rabbi Yehuda Hossam. The only reason Rabbi Yehuda said over there that the water is a half sick and it must be touching the ground. So Ella Bisfina Hasuyilivroyach. That's because it's talking about a boat that that's that's floating, that's that that moves around. It doesn't stay positioned in one place. So because it moves around, so it doesn't get unique, it doesn't get nourishment from the ground, and therefore the water is considered to be a half sick. But over here, when you have this flower pot that's positioned in one place, even if you have airspace in between, but it stays in one place. So therefore I could say that there's still there's still some lachluchas, there's still, still some moisture that comes through the ear into this flower pot. So the flower pot that's not moving anywhere, like over here, Rabbi Yudu will agree that it doesn't have to be mamish on the ground to say that it's getting nourishment from the ground. Uh, Rabbi says the opposite also, we could say that uh, you can't compare to the Rabbanan's opinion there. Or I could tell you, when did Rabbanan there say regarding a boat that even though there's water separating between what's growing inside the boat and the ground, but nevertheless, it's like it's growing from the ground itself. So they only said that there, they said it's only regarding a boat. Why? Because there's no ear space. Ear space, that's considered to be a real hefzik. That's an interruption uh, between the flower pot and the ground. The maya Because water is considered to be like it's a continuation of the ground. It's like one thick ground, and therefore it's as if the boat is directly on the ground itself. If there's water? Yeah, if it's on top of the water, that's the boat. Aval otzitz, the mafzik avira, but with the flower pot that has ear space in between, maybe ear space is not like water. Ear space is considered to be a half sick and therefore does not get its nourishment from the ground. So therefore you can't compare, the point there is you can't compare the half sick of water to the half sick of, of ear space and you can't compare the flower pot which is stationary to the boat which, which floats around and moves from one place to another.